0: We've been in Luke chapter, Luke for some time now. Still looking at Luke chapter 4. We have seen the ministry of Jesus in Nazareth. Now we're going to be looking at Jesus' ministry or his work in Capernaum. Praise God. But before I go into that, I just want to make note here. I want to make a note. And it is this. We live in a time where people are moving from one place to the other, looking for support, looking for help, Out of their sufferings and miseries, we find others also changing one government after another. All in the hope of finding a better system or world to live in. Basically, people are suffering. People are suffering. Lord, people are experiencing misery in diverse ways. They're looking for help looking for support. Sometimes the people that you know others look onto to help them do not also help very much. They put people more more in misery. People Sometimes vote certain governments into power hoping that you know what they will bring us the support and the help that we need. But they end up in more misery. Basically, it looks like all over the world. What humans are looking for, the relief from the sufferance and the mystery they go and the misery they they're experiencing. No help is coming from anywhere. But today I've come to announce to you that there is help for your suffering. There is help for the misery. Because there's a kingdom in the earth right now. It's called the kingdom of God. And his king is Jesus Christ. He supplies everything that we need. He delivers humans from their sufferings and misery. He brings the answers and the solution that humanity needs. He alone has the answer to man needs. To what man needs, what humanity needs, he alone has the answer. And today I've come to announce to you that Jesus is the solution to human suffering. So after you have tasted of his good news, do not restrict him to yourself. Because everyone all over the world is in need of relief. And only Jesus has it. So when you taste his good news, do not restrict him to yourself. Share him. Praise God. You see, so what we are saying today is that Jesus, number one, is a solution to humanity's problems. He's a solution. Every suffering, every, every misery that people are going through, Jesus is, is a solution. And He's available for every man to taste. But once you've tasted, don't restrict Him, because everyone needs Him. So you see, let me start with the first one. He's a solution to to humanity's sufferings and miseries. And I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 4 right now. Luke 4. Luke 4. In Luke 4, come with me to the verse 31. And let's see what Jesus does here. Luke 4.31, praise God. In Luke 4.31, it reads, And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For his word was with power. Hallelujah. I want to begin from here. You know, Nazareth chased him out of the synagogue. They wanted to stone him. They chased him out. So when he chased him out, he came to Capernaum. (laughs) When he chased Jesus out of a place, he goes somewhere else. He doesn't have a pity party. He goes somewhere else. So he comes to Capernaum. And we are saying that he is a solution to humanity's problems, Or miseries and sufferings. But the first thing he does, whenever he comes to any... The first thing he does is he brings light. He brings understanding. See what he does when he comes to Capernaum. Bible says he came to Capernaum city of Galilee and taught them. He taught them. He brought understanding to them. He taught them the truths of God. He brought, you know, he taught them of the nature of God. The principles of God. The good word of God. That which delivers people from their, you see, before you can deliver people from their sufferings and mysteries, the first thing you've got to do is to enlighten the understanding. Until a person gets understanding of what is happening, there is not much you can do to help the individual. That is the reason why the first thing he does, wherever he goes, he brings his teaching first, understanding. And when people are taught well Timothy makes to understand they can free themselves praise God this is how God works he brings understanding first and this morning he's bringing understanding to, to you and to me you see having an understanding in your misery in whatever thing you are suffering from whatever challenges you are experiencing having an understanding having an understanding is critical you cannot do with without understanding it's crucial so if as I'm speaking this morning if you find yourself in any predicament any any circumstance, the first thing you need from Christ Jesus is understanding and he brings it to you through his word I'll give you a story regarding understanding and predicaments there's a young man I know who flew British Airways for the first time and anytime they came around serving people with food he refused the food he didn't take it he didn't take it because he lacked understanding he thought they were going to charge him for it and he didn't have money he didn't know that the ticket he bought the food was included was on a ticket And he sat on the plane for six good hours without food. Only to realize, when he had come out of the plane, to realize that I actually, it was for him. It was part of his ticket. But you see, he lacked understanding. And that understanding cost him. He starved on the plane. He was hungry, but he couldn't eat. So when you lack understanding, when you, don't, when you don't have understanding of your circumstances, things, and most people are suffering, most people are in ministry because they do not understand. And here Jesus comes and he brings the truth about God. You see, he, he brings the good news about God. And what God has made available for you and all See, in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he said, I know, God God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. You see, when people are suffering, what they need to know is what, the the first thing they need is is to be taught or to be told, you know, the good news of God. Jeremiah says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. What thoughts? Thoughts of peace. And then he adds, not of evil, but to give you unexpected end. Hallelujah. To bring you unexpected end. That is what he brings. You see, I, I know that here in Capernaum, exactly what he says to them, or what he teaches is not written here. But Luke, you know, Luke, Luke gives us other places, things that he, that he, that he said. And he, and he told them, you know, he needs to preach the kingdom of God wherever he goes. So wherever he went, the things he, he preached, we believe that he had preached something similar here. And a typical example come with me. It's in Luke 12. Luke 12, verse 22. Keep your hands, uh, keep your hands, uh, or, or your finger, or a marker in chapter 4. We will come back to chapter 4. But just come with me to Luke 12. In Luke 12, the 22nd, from, from the 22nd verse, I want to take it. From here, we hear some of these truths about God. Some of this, uh, you know, good news. The teachings of Christ. He says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat. Neither for the body, what you shall put on. Because maybe you are concerned, bothered, worried. What am I going to do next week? What am I going to do next month? What am I going to do in the next two months? How am I going to survive? God is saying to you, take no thought. Because I have good thoughts concerning you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. And that end is good. It says, Your life is more than meat, and your body is more, you see, and, and your body is more than clothing. I've given you the best life and body. Don't you think I'm going to take good, good care of it? And, and then he says, think about it. Consider the ravens that, that's the the birds in the earth. Consider them. Do you think that they think they they do, do, do they have jobs? Who is their employer? But I feed them. The flowers in the field. Do they earn any wages? But I feed them. Verse 27 says. Consider the lilies of the valley. Sorry, the the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They spin not. You see, just in case you haven't got a job, but then you are being plagued with thoughts like, you see, the things that plague us are the thoughts. The the thoughts, the thoughts. That's the reason why he brings his teaching first. Because the thoughts. You haven't got a job. you're looking for a job, and then you will get thoughts like, he that does, does, does not work, should not eat. And so, oh, my goodness. And, I, and you're stressing. But the point is, you see, it, 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 will, it, it is a misunderstanding of that text that will make you worry. So when you get a good understanding of the scripture, that actually he's talking about the lazy person, but not the one who's, not look, who's looking for a job but hasn't found it. You, he will provide for you you he will sustain you if he sustained Elijah and the widow and the son he will sustain you and then he goes on and he says 20, 29 signal what you eat what you will drink Need to be of a doubtful mind. see, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. The mind is critical. The most of the challenges that we go through, most of the sufferings, misery, they come in ourselves, even all the difficulties, they all are here. Between these two, he is here. So when he comes, he brings his truth. To dash those things off. Dismantle them. So you are free, you know, you are free to live. Praise God. I love Jesus. And only he does that. No government does that. No country does that. Only him. See, people think that, you know, their success and well-being lies in the country or lies in in some kind of government or some kind of system. Your well-being. Maybe you are right. Some kind of government. But not the one that men build. But the one that God alone gives in the kingdom of God. Whose king it's Jesus hallelujah he's the one he's the one and then he says you see don't bother with all these things your your preoccupation will, will, will should be seeking the kingdom of God going after God and his kingdom seeking his values to practice them his principles to live them out. You know, his truth to live out, to believe in. His counsel, his promises to, you know, to assure your heart. It's like bathing them and, you know, carry out his, his assignments and all the things that he's. He's called you to do, carry them out. And he says, Fear not, little flock, verse 32. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. This is the first thing he does. He brings understanding, he teaches. Then, the next thing he does. It's this. Look at the verse 34. Sorry, the verse 33. Luke 4, 33 please. Back to Luke 4, 33. So is a solution to humanity's sufferings and miseries and challenges and problems. He does that first by bringing understanding. Here in this step, we see that he, he gives them understanding. He teaches them first. And then watch this. Was in the synagogue something happens. Something happens. The Bible says there was a man with an unclean spirit in the synagogue. And cried out with a loud voice. Whilst Jesus Christ was teaching and everyone was quiet. He cried with a loud voice. And what was he saying? Let us alone! What are we to do with thee? Thou! Jesus of Nazareth. Have thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. All of a sudden he just breaks out, causing trouble. I know who you are. You are this. Uh-oh. You see... This man, when he walked in, no one suspected that he had, a, he had an unclean spirit. That was why he was allowed in anyway in the first place. By here, Jesus Christ is teaching, and he shouts for everyone to hear. Leave us alone! Now, when he says leave us alone, to the average person, they might probably go, hmm, this Man, is, maybe Jesus Christ is teaching some bad things. That, that's the reason why he's saying, leave us alone. Because the average person, no, think about it. He's coming, dressed nicely, coming. No one suspects him of anything. He just coming. So when he's shot, leave, leave us alone, what would you think other people would think? Maybe Jesus is saying something. Have you come to destroy us? But maybe what he's saying is going to destroy people. It's too good to be true. He, he's lying, something like that. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this because the Jews believed that on the Sabbath day, like the day that Jesus Christ was in the the synagogue, they believed that on the Sabbath day, (laughs) Satan and all his unclean spirits flew to the mountains. Because the Sabbath is a holy day. So they can't stay in the city. So they all go to the mountains. And when the Sabbath is over, they come back to the town to trouble people. So they would never admit that, you know, there is in the synagogue itself there's a man with an unclean spirit. No, impossible. Impossible. They would not have allowed him in, in, in the first place if they knew he had an unclean spirit. But when he does that, Jesus, Jesus Jesus identified who was really speaking as an unclean spirit. So in verse 35, the Bible says, and Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out. So Jesus here, a couple of thoughts here, he proved them wrong that, hey, demons can be anywhere they want to be. (laughs) Sometimes, some people think, think that, you know, they are so holy. Their sanctuary is all so holy. No unclean spirit can be there. Oh no, they can, they can be anywhere they want to be. God doesn't bother them. You see, because here Jesus, Jesus Christ commands the unclean spirit and it comes out. Here he shows, you see, he has authority over unclean spirits. Unclean spirits cause trouble. They disturb people. They disturb people's minds. Even when the truth is coming, they're bringing lies. He's bringing the good news of God and he's telling Jesus, Go away from us. We don't want to know you. Have you come to destroy us? So, what he's saying is sending a wrong message. And that's what they, they do, they push people away from the truth. The truth is coming, the nature of God, God God's good news is coming to people, It's coming to the poor to free them, to make them, to clear their mind so that they can see the goodness of God in their lives and hear He's shouting, you've come to destroy us. For most people, when they hear the truth of God being told, they said, ah, no, that's all not true. You want to come and tell you, you're going to get sick. All your family are going to die in a plane crash. Want me to come and tell you that? Is that what God has planned for you? Some people, that's what they want to believe. Then then they feel okay. But that is not the Spirit of God. He didn't create us for destruction, but for good. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, I brought good news. Good news. Hallelujah. You know, I want to give you that Greek meaning Three meanings in the Greek for good news, right? The first one the first meaning in the Greek for for good news is good news and The second meaning in in Greek for good news is also good news And the third meaning for Greek in Greek for good news is good news which means good news means good news Good news doesn't mean something anything else hallelujah we preach good news of God to lift the heart of man up the Bible says you know a downtrodden spirit dries the bones it makes a man sick you keep hearing bad news bad news bad news bad news and you feel awful you feel miserable you turn on the TV and start hearing all the bad news that people are reporting murder deaths this that and listen to that for the whole day and come come back to me and testify and your testimony will, will be I feel awful of course you would be because God created you for good news hallelujah good news so you can rise up and do and fulfill and accomplish what God created you for. That is even why when God calls you for any assignment, He tells you what He's going to do, and He leaves you know those other bits. If God had told Israel, as He goes into the wilderness, you face all the challenges. They said, "You know, we're not going." I told them, "I'm taking you to a land filled with milk." Hallelujah! Good news! Praise God! That's God's way. That's God's principle. Amen. So here, so back to this Capernaum place. Uh, back to the Capernaum. So in Capernaum, you see here that one he disproved the fact that they can be anywhere, and because he had authority over them, power over deep over unclean spirits, so they didn't bother him. Hello. The only reason Jesus addressed the unclean spirit, he, did, did he know the unclean spirit was there? Yes, he knew. But it had not bothered him. The only time he spoke was when the unclean spirit interrupted his teaching. Then he said, "Keep hold thy peace and come out." Hello. So, the unclean spirit can appear anywhere. Even Job tells us, either, you know, that when the sons of God had gathered with, with God, the devil also, Satan also, also appeared there. And God asked him, have you seen my servant Job? You see, so he can appear anywhere he wants to appear. If God allows him. But it is when they begin to interfere with your purpose, then you deal with So you see, them being around doesn't mean that you are defeated, you are weak, or anything. Some people think the the fact that they are around means that, you know, I'm not powerful enough, I'm not strong enough. The one who is powerful is Jesus, and he lives on the inside of you. Glory be to God. So let's not go about judging ourselves. uh, my My next door neighbor is a witch. That means I'm not a strong Christian. What has your next door neighbor been there which got to do with you being a strong Christian or not being a strong cre- Christian? So that means when the Satan appeared, when God had met his people, and, and he appeared there, all of a sudden God ceased to be God. No! It's only one they interfere. You see, God has power over them, so it doesn't really bother with them. And so should you. So should you live your life not bothering with whatever they... They can throw eggs on the floor left and right. That shouldn't bother you. Just yes, walk on them and go to your work. Hallelujah. And do your carry on with your business. But you see, when the unclean spirit interferes with his work, he casts the unclean spirit out. And watch this. Watch this. He demonstrates authority in such a way that it amazes the people. Watch this. <laughs> Hold thy peace. And come out of him. And the devil threw him in the mist, and he came out. And they were all amazed. They were amazed. Why? Because, because, what what this? And speak among them, saying, what a word, what a word. What a powerful word, that is, by his words. By his word, he said, what a word. For with authority, the, the power for, for with authority and power, he commanded the unclean spirit and they come out. He just said it. Hold that peace and come out. And unclean spirit simply comes out. This is Jesus in operation. This is the kingdom of God. That is what the kingdom of God is here for. Hallelujah. To cast out that unclean spirits when they mess around with when they try to interfere with God's assignment. Cast them out. Hallelujah. That is what he does. And he and they were amazed and cast the devil out with his word. I'm stressing with his word because. They realized that this king, they didn't know that then, this king of the kingdom of God is different from any other we have seen. The, the best we have seen are those exorcists. But you see, when they come, they have they are like um they are like what Naaman was expecting from Eli from, from Elisha. Naaman was expecting in 2nd Kings chapter 5 10 and 11. Naaman was expecting Elisha to come to him, you know, with some things. You know, come with some things like, come with something like, and come and, and do th- things like, ooh, and, I mean, chant some things. Hmm. He was expecting something like that. And oftentimes, people expect these things because it works their emotions up and they get happy. Yeah, now something's happening to me. Now something's happening to me. He just, 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 just didn't do all that. He just cast it out with his word. Come out. And that was it. Period. Simples. Simples. Just cast it out. You see, there was nothing like you know finger direction or maybe body direction, unclean spirit, and then you see the person also going. Mm. Stop all those! You see, all he didn't come with any signs, and all the people people, people, people try to do signs, and then people, some people are trying to copy all these things. You know, trying to do. Demon, and then we see, there, we see there, the, 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 the person going down like that, and then people go, oh, oh, oh. That is just a working of emotions. And hey, Jesus cast out the unclean spirit with his word. Not by twitching his body and his finger and, you know, using the eye signs and no, not, none of those things. Hallelujah. The, <laughs> illustrating his power and authority over unclean spirit, spirits. That by his word, he sends them out from wherever they don't need to be. And another, another thing I wanted you to see, he rebuked. Hello? He rebuked. Okay. I'll come to that later on. Let's go on. Maybe let me deal with it now. He rebuked. What does it mean to rebuke? Rebuke is the same as to reprove or to tell off. When you're telling someone off, you're rebuking. So here, what he's saying is that, you know what? He told that unclean spirit off. That means the unclean spirit was in the wrong place. You know, we tell the people off, when you do something wrong, or they're in the wrong place, or they're messing around, and we tell them, and, we, and then we rebuke them or tell, tell them off. So him rebuking the unclean spirit here, indicating that he was telling the unclean spirit off. What you're doing is not right. You are not in the right place anyway. Keep quiet, and, and out you go. That was it. That means the, the spirit was in the wrong place. Hey, the spirit was in the wrong place. Hallelujah. You see, spirits, unclean spirits, their place is not human bodies. The only spirit to occupy human bodies is the spirit of God. Unclean spirits. And what did they do? They And the fame of him went out into every place of the country went about. People started broadcasting it. Wow! What we've seen today, they started spreading it. Because Why did they spread it? They spread it because what they are experiencing, what they are seeing here, is unique. Only the kingdom of God offers this. Only Jesus offers this. Enlightenment, understanding of what God is to us. God's provision for our our lives. And also, all these unclean spirits that are causing trouble in our lives, he cast them out. They send the message out. They spread the message. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things that makes humanity Quiet when they see unclean spirits at work it's because you can't see them. If people could see them, probably could do something about it. They could take, you know, catalogs and knives and clubs and you know, chase them out, but they can't see them and because they can't see them, they feel helpless. But don't be helpless, hallelujah! Do not be helpless, amen don't be helpless praise God I said don't be helpless praise Jesus you see don't be helpless why because Jesus Christ says to us don't be helpless but be of good cheer come with me to Matthew 9 verse 2 in Matthew 9 verse 2 Jesus, he says uh, to them, and behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the man, uh, said unto the sick of the palsy, "Son, be of good cheer." In the same Matthew, chapter fourteen. Chapter fourteen. And then verse 27, same Matthew, it reads, verses 27. It says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, and it's I be not afraid. You see, when the disciples were on the sea and he was coming, they thought it was a spirit. So they were afraid because, because spirits terrify people, they break sicknesses and diseases and all that. But then Jesus Christ says, Hey, be of good cheer don't fear them hallelujah you see, you see, he is He he's a solution to humanity's sufferings and measures and aches and pains and his message is be of good cheer one time when Paul when men were planning to kill Paul is this Wicked spirits have stirred up men's heart, and were trying to kill Paul. Look at Acts twenty-three. Acts twenty-three. In Acts twenty-three, verse eleven, verse 11, See what Jesus Christ says to Paul. And then, on the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, "Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou witness also at Rome." He so gone. So the Lord came near him and told him, "Hey." Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Hallelujah. And guess what? It was not only the first time God had told him that. Another time on the ship, when we're traveling to Rome, God had already told him, hey, be of good cheer. You will go to Rome. So when they were going to Rome, he was kind of cool because he knew God had told him to be of good cheer. Amen. so he was go and 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 the people were troubled so what he had received from the Lord what he had been ministered to he learned this because God has taught him he had you know he had tasted of God's good words be of good cheer so in Acts 27 when the people were you know worried not eating they were all worried miserable they didn't know what to do in Acts 27 and verse verse 22 listen to what Paul says to, to, to the people he says and now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall no for, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the sheep no one will die be of good cheer hallelujah praise god so what he's learned what he has experienced from, from God, he passes on. Praise God. Look at verse 25. You see, Paul had learned. Wherefore, well, sirs, be of good cheer. <laughs> be of good cheer. For I believe God, and it shall be even as it was told me. It shall be so. As God has said, so shall it be. Amen. As God has said, so shall it be. You see, so don't be afraid. Amen. Jesus is a solution. He's a solution to every person's sorrow, misery, sufferance. He's a solution. Praise God. Praise God. Come back to Luke chapter 4, please. Luke Luke, Luke chapter 4. So you see, he demonstrates his authority and power over unclean spirits. The authority in his word. And the people, synagogue meeting is over. They go home. it It was a Sabbath day. So everybody just goes home. But when Jesus Christ goes home with Peter with with Simon Peter and the rest it is recorded in verse in verse uh, 38 that when he went home Simon's mother-in-law was ill with great fever verse 38 and Simon's mother's mother was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her and he stood over her and rebuked the fever and he left her, and immediately she arose and menaced unto them. You see, so once again, he comes here. This great fever has seized his woman. They tell Jesus Christ about it, and he rebukes. Once again, he tells off the fever. <laughs> he tells the fever off. That means the fever should not be there the fever has got no right to be there fever why are you troubling this woman's body right now come on out you go and the fever also goes he commands the fever and the fever goes away indicating that you see you have you have got you have got no right that's what the word rebuke means you have got no right to be here he tells them off And guess what? That was in the afternoon. When the Sabbath was over, I see what happened in the synagogue was over. Uh, the people were just waiting for the Sabbath to finish. Because the Sabbath finishes when the sun goes down. Not necessarily six, six o'clock. Okay, when sun, so when the sun went down, everybody carried their neighbors, their friends, their family who were sick. They said, hey, there is healing in the town. Jesus the king of God's kingdom is in town. Come. And come with me. Come with me. Don't just li- 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 don't just listen to my words. Let's read it for our- ourselves. in Verse 39. And he stood over sorry, verse 40. And when the sun was set was setting, all they that had sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him in Peter's in Simon Peter's house, right? And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them hey who every one of them everyone who came had healing and the devils also came out of many crying out and saying thou art the Christ the Son of God and he rebuked them suffered them not to speak of his name for they knew who that he was a Christ he silenced them keep quiet yeah, but he cast them out so they also so you see they also brought their sick so so that day Capernaum tasted, they tasted, they tasted, of the good news of the kingdom. Ah, you can taste it too. He healed every one of them. Sickness is one of the things that really plagues humanity. Sickness and diseases, it plagues humanity. And sometimes, you know, people with all their arrogance have to throw up their hands and say, We don't know what's happening. That's right. Exactly, don't know. But there's someone who knows, and his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. He healed diverse diseases. He was not specialized in tuberculosis or maybe in stomach ache. Or maybe it stomach ulcers or something. All kinds of diseases. Hello, all diseases. All kinds of disease. He healed them all, and he cast out the devils. Glory be to God. Capernaum tasted of the good news of the kingdom of God. They were blessed by. Good news. You see, and he laid his he, he, he touched. Them. So he laid his hands upon them. He didn't even say he yeah, he said anything. Just touch them, just lay his hand upon them, and they were healed. And they were healed. His very person brought healing to the people. This is Jesus Christ. Touch him. Touch him. Today. He still touches. You can't see him physically, but by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. As we hear God's word, a mental image is formed in your mind or in your, yes, in your your mind and you trust that. Right now, as you're hearing, let that mental image of Christ as a healer, let that picture of him, Touching everybody in Capernaum, all the people that were sick, and healing them. Let that be formed in your mind and receive your healing. Touching by faith. Touching by faith, by seeing it, and say, Lord, I receive mine too, and receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. And he rebuked the demons, the, all the unclean spirits, all the devils. That you know what? You have no right to be in these people's lives, out of them, to God be the glory. And when, praise God, ha, ha, praise God, praise God. So one, he demonstrated his authority and power in Capernaum. In the synagogue, and Capernaum tastes of the goodness. You can taste it too. And the third thing that we see in this passage is this. In verse forty-two, that's the next day. Jesus Christ went to a, a, a solitary place. Mark tells us he went to pray, but Luke doesn't say anything about you know Luke four verse forty-two. Luke doesn't say anything about going to pray, but goes into a solitary place. Fine. But what happened is that all the people, after tasting, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> just, just, just follow me now. After tasting, right? This is where you come in. After tasting the good news of Jesus, the previous day, seeing him, seeing him in the synagogue, in Peter's house, Mass healing, mass deliverance. Wow! The town is full of joy, gladness. Can you imagine people, people who've been sick for for years and days, people, people who couldn't walk are now walking at home, rejoicing. Mothers who couldn't cook, children were suffering of hunger because maybe what? Uncles and dads are cooking. Is not. I know that some men are very good. I'm not let me not go over it anyway let me, let me just leave it where it is mothers can't get up to do what they what, what is must what mothers must do now mothers are up and they're doing it or maybe the man is a chef but he's down and now he's up and doing it so children are happy so there's joy in the town naturally what do you expect what do you expect naturally come with me to verse 42 so in verse 42 they come to verse 42 they come to Jesus Christ and they can't find him because he was gone to a solitary place and they look for him hello Jesus Christ said lift me up and I'll draw all men unto me sometimes people don't draw near Jesus because he's not been lifted up and we see that here Lift me up and I will draw all men to myself. So why are all men not being drawn? It's a question for us to answer individually and church by church and community by community. Let's find out why. But here, they go looking for him. God have experienced him. And listen to what they say here. And when it was day, he departed and went into a, a desert place and the people sought him. And came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them isn't that natural since you came let's join our city hey what a contrast in Nazareth they chased him out of the synagogue ready to kill him threw him over the cliff and he just escaped and came to Capernaum. And here they wouldn't let him go. Here they said to him, Please stay. We will build you the tallest house. Stay. We will build you a mansion here. Stay. Stay in Capernaum so that we can enjoy. We can enjoy this. This freedom and liberation. You see, your word has cleared our minds. Your power, you know, has liberated our bodies. Now we are free from all these unclean spirits. We are back. We are sane. We are humans again. We feel humans again. And now we are, we are serving and, and fulfilling our, ready to serve and fulfill our purposes. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Stay with us. 43. Jesus says, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. Verse 43, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. I am not sent just to Capernaum. I am sent, you see. Under normal circumstances, you know, when you've been chased out of a, of a town, and you come to another town, they accept you. The natural thing for you to do is to stay. Hallelujah, isn't it? That's what you and me would have done. But Jesus Christ says, no, 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 no. The fact that you've accepted me does not mean I stay. Hallelujah. You see, they were trying to restrict Jesus. As I come to say, I come to to tell you, Jesus is a solution to humanity's sufferings. So after you've experienced of his good news, do not restrict him to yourself. Here, Capernaum was, was trying to control Jesus. Keep Jesus to themselves. Stay here, Jesus. But Jesus Christ says, no, 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 no. I need to go, Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ is not conf- the kid is not confined to one place, to one area, to one life. If you have tasted Jesus, let others also taste Him. If you have tasted Me, He's saying to you. If you have tasted me and seen that I am good, that God is good, let others also also taste and testify that God is good. Has He brought healing to your life? Let others know He is a healer. Has He brought, you know, salvation to your sins? Deliver you from your from your sins. Let others know that hey, they can also be gu- guilt guilt free from their sins. Has he removed all the condemnation from your life? Let others know they can also be condemnation free. They can be free from condemnation and guilt, and all that the enemy put upon their minds. Don't confine him to yourself. Don't restrict Jesus. In John 14, in John 14, from the verse 16 to verse 23, when he makes this discussion, he says that, you know what? It is proper for me to go, but when I go, the Holy Ghost will come, and he will be with you, be in you. And then he goes on, and then he says, do you know what? He who loved me and keep my word, the Father will love him, and we will come and make our abode, In him and on that day he said you will know that that the father is in me and I'm in the father and I am in you and you are in me so right now Jesus is not physically present but he is present in you who has believed him let others also taste of the goodness because only Him has the an answer to humanity's sufferings and problems, and the kingdom of God is here on this earth to make earth experience the characteristics of heaven: healing, deliverance, peace, joy, comfort, fulfillment in the lives of people. No one needs to live in misery and suffering when Jesus is present in you. He's present in you. Let others feel Him too. Capernaum wanted to confine Him, but He says, No, don't confine Jesus. When you've tasted of Him, don't confine Him. Sometimes you know we want to just be in one place because these people have accepted us. So we just want to just stay here. Oh, no. No. The kingdom of God is not about that. Don't be moved by accept- acceptance. That- acceptance in a place doesn't mean you're confined there. Let Jesus be felt elsewhere. Praise God. Let not accept the people accepting you make you think they're the only people you're meant to serve. Hello. Nazareth didn't receive him, but he still went to their synagogue anyway. He still went there. Go wherever you go. If they reject, clean the dust off your feet and go to the next place. But go anyway. So let's go to other cities with Jesus. Let's go to other places in various ways. Now the world is a global village. We can go everywhere because of technology. Let's go everywhere. Don't confine your messages just to just a few. Let it go far and wide. He's delivered your mind from oppression. Let others know he's a liberator of the oppressor. Of, of Of the oppressed, sorry. Let others know he'll embrace the oppressed. Let others know. If we can carry this, if we can take this message of Jesus Christ, our churches will be transformed. Our churches will be transformed. There will be joy. We will experience the glory of God. Because God will see that, you know what? We are people that are making Jesus known. And he will be lifted up. Our cities will be light. You see, let me tell you something. Sickness plagues people a lot. The best governments can do is to build hospitals. Provide doctors. And the best doctors can do is to provide you with prescription. And the best some governments can do is to give you free medication. But it ends there. Whether the medication will heal you or not is another story. But Jesus is a healer. He's a healer. And he heals sicknesses. Let others know. This is the kingdom of God. That's, that's what the kingdom of God is about. That is what we have to do. What if experience? Let others experience it. Hallelujah. Let's not be confined. If God sends you somewhere, if God goes you to go somewhere to do something, the Father, they accept you there. Don't stay there and say, I will. I make my abode here. I'm, accept- I'm-, I'm accepted here. Extend. Capernaum is good. You have received me. It's good. Keep on with the good work I've begun here. But I need to go to other places. So let the work, I'm- my living here doesn't mean the work I started here stops. Let it continue. But I need to go and blaze another fire in a different town. Let me fire blazes. Hallelujah. Let's blaze the trend of Christ Jesus. We are carriers of Jesus. Let's carry. Let others hear of Jesus. Wherever we are. He's revealed your purpose to you. You have experienced it. Let others also know that they can also step into their purposes and begin to function. Let them know. He's revealed things to you. Let others know what he has revealed. Touch other people's lives with what he's done inside of you. But don't. Don't confine. do not allow the you know because people welcome you don't let them control God's message to us is this hey if you've tasted of the good news of Jesus don't restrict it let it go far open up open up the channels there are other areas Men are not flogging to Jesus Christ because he's not being lifted up. We've got our part. You, you and me, we've, got we've all got our parts to play. Let's lift him up. So he will draw all men unto us. Glory be to God. Jesus is the answer for the world today above them there is no rather jesus is the way jesus is the answer for the world today above them there is no other jesus is the way one more time Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above and there is no other. Jesus is the way. If you have some questions at the corners of your mind, trace of discouragements, peace you cannot find reflections of the past seem to trouble you every day there is one thing that I know that Jesus is the way Jesus is a way he's the answer he's a solution to humanity's problem today Wherever you find yourself, I want you to just close your eyes. Whatever predicament you find yourself in, I want you to see him in your mind's eye. Picture him. He says we should not have troubled minds. That means a mind can be troubled when it's looking at the wrong thing. But my Bible tells me, he, God, Isaiah 26 verse 3 he says, God keeps in perfect peace, he whose mind is stayed on God. So if you can have a picture of Christ Jesus as a healer, as a deliverer, as an, an emancipator, someone who will embrace, freedom, bring solution, see him bringing a solution to the end. Or whatever you are suffering from all misery. That is touch him by faith today. Because you can't see him physically. By your man's eye, you can't touch him. Touch him. Maybe you are seeing yourself as a poor, beggarly person, someone who's a non entity, someone who, who, who can not do anything. You want to change that perspective, say, hey. I am God's image. You want to change that mentality. Maybe you're saying, you know, I am dumb. I am deaf. I say, no. I have the mind of Christ. And I have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of me. I'm a blessing to the world. I'm not a curse. You want to change that mentality as you, as you see him. Let him change that mentality. Let him change that perception you have be carrying. And I pray. Any sick person be healed. In his name Jesus. And be free from whatever is trouble or tormenting you in jesus name maybe you're also hearing us but you're not born again you don't know jesus you see jesus did not allow the devils to mention his name and say they know him That he is a son of God. Because the revelations of God is given only in relationships. God gives his revelations to those he's in relationship with. And demons or unclean spirits are not in relationship with God. So Jesus will not allow demons to announce him. By you and me, we can. We can. We can. You see, so to experience Jesus Christ, someone has to reveal it. Someone who knows God. Today, I present him before you. You are not born again. You are going you to, to say, Lord God, forgive me. As you are talking, as you, as, as you be listening to us, maybe you, you have come under conviction. You want to say, Lord, I know I'm not right before you. Forgive me my sins. And today, save me. Be my Lord. And I will serve you the rest of, of my life. Let that be a confession. Let that be a prayer. And may the Lord bless you as you pray this prayer. That Christ Jesus will come and live in your heart and live in your life and be your Lord and master. And you can also say, I have tasted of Jesus. Amen. And now having tasted of Christ Jesus, having experienced and tasted him, let's not restrict him. Oh, I love Jesus. You see, let's not do that. Oh, I know Jesus for myself. No. Don't know Jesus for yourself. Let him be known by others too. For in the kingdom of God, Jesus is not just for me, myself, and I. Let him be known. Let others know him too. For he is the only solution to humanity's misery, sufferings, and problems. No one can except him. This is the truth of the kingdom of God. God bless you. Amen. Amen.